Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. The news of Simone Biles exiting the Olympics has sent shockwaves, and I felt it was so important to speak on the mental strain of the Olympics and how we hold these athletes to a different standard. We will learn from former Olympian Laban Idolet about the mental strain and preparedness necessary to compete on the largest athletic stage. What is happening mentally and physically when you are facing this much pressure from board certified psychiatrist, Dr. Jeffrey Lieberman. And lastly discuss with Eric Mitchell, sports analyst and CEO of Life Flip Media about placing our heroes at a level that is hard for them to maintain. Now let's hear from our incredible guests. Hello, LaVon. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Hi, Marcy. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. I want to thank you so much for coming on Wake Up, talking about Simone Biles and also what the pressure is like going to the Olympics. And I just want to say congratulations to all of your success. Thank you so much. So let's talk about the Olympics. Uh, I mean... The, the pressures and the training to compete, everybody's watching you. Like, can you put into words what that feels like? Oh, man. So it is so much pressure just on, like, the idea of it. It's so much, like, yeah. ramping up and ramping up. It reminds me a lot of, like, the prom. You know, you're like, I can't wait to go. I'm so excited. You yeah. Do- thing in preparation and just like hoping that nothing goes wrong in any way um with the pressure of like both needing to use your mind and your body to compete it's so mental isn't it yes so what what were you feeling right before that first that race what does that feel like is there anything comparable oh um i would compare it to preparing for the bar exam. So Mm. you do every single thing you can possibly do in preparation. So you have a coach, you have every single day you're going to practice, you're making sure you're taking care of your body and you know, there are no go backs. So all you do is go and precisely execute and hopefully it works out. And in my case, you know, I do hurdles. So on any given day, you might just not make it to the finish line. Like it's so, it's so much pressure to just like perform perfectly in this one moment. So perform perfectly. The the fear of injury, just like Simone in gymnastics, which is that's why she's saying she was not there mentally to perform and was putting herself in real danger. So I want to talk to you about the mental effects. I mean. First of all, like Simone having to deal with COVID uh, and and also the sexual abuse that she endured and just coming out about that, then being mentally prepared, physically prepared, not only COVID, but then the Olympics are pushed a year. Like, what do you think if you could compare that for yourself, like, what would that be like for you? It's it's really hard to understand 
how much goes into the preparation and the cost and just making sure your body is good to even have it pushed back by a year. Mind you, she's in a sport where youth is the most important thing. Like she, there is no one her age on anybody else's team. There, you know, she has the pressure of being perfect because she has a perfect career. So I can't imagine having to push that another year where maybe you thought you might not even compete this year um, because it's just a short-term sport. Um, It's so hard to compare it to anything. Um, Yeah, I bet push back a lot of things in their life because of COVID, but I can't imagine having to mentally stay on for one season and just push it back another year on a, on a year that would have typically been an off year for all sports. Exactly. And then the fear of COVID. I mean, she was talking about on 60 minutes. I mean, that was her number one fear COVID and what we've had to deal with. Right. And, and even you, I mean, you're, you're still out there doing everything that you're doing which you're a rock star, but I mean, just having to be in Japan and dealing with COVID, no fans being tested all the time. I mean, how do you think that that could even more so affect her mental state? I think that COVID has put an additional layer of just like, who knows what's going on? You're trying not only to compete, but to stay healthy around thousands of strangers. Like that's a lot. And their protocols are a lot. Just like the pressure of, because if you get COVID, then you can't compete at all. Now you've already flown all this way and prepared for two whole years for this moment. I, I can't imagine the level of anxiety you just have about Hugs, passing pins, normal things that you do at the Olympic Games, which is all about getting to know new people. But then the fear of not being able to compete because you get sick and not even just like sick people are dying from. I know. Exactly. Exactly. So, LaVon, if you were in that situation, being that you had to physically, mentally prepare I mean, you had, you had the team, the coaches, the you, you know, United States, everybody watching you for the pressure to win. And then let's say you did the race and, and now you've decided to pull out. How are you feeling? If you could think about that and put yourself in that place, how would you feel after doing all of that? And then walking away and then just being the best damn cheerleader she could be. Yeah, I I think that that has to be a hard decision, especially for a person like her. She's leaps and bounds better than the competition. So you're thinking even on your worst day, you can do something that is comparable. But to have to really take into account, like she said, I pushed off the ball and I didn't know where my body was. The idea that you could land on your neck in this situation and die is a very real scenario. So I think mm-hmm. being a great cheerleader makes you feel good in the moment, but also feel like you've lost control over the outcome, which is like, I'm the team leader. I feel like I'm letting everybody down, but like, how can you please everybody? It's impossible. So it, I, I know that has to be such a like hard thing to swallow. And 
mind you, these are young people. It's not like, you know, you're making yeah. this and you are 50 years old. You're like, it's like a 19, 20 year old girl. I know. I and their outcome. So well, what I'm hoping that will come out of this is just the importance of mental health. Her, the, the self-esteem showing that she can make a decision like that that's best for herself and not everybody else and that she can be she she already is an incredible role model but this is just going to take her to another level and really have us discuss you know how we are pushing our our children our athletes and our olympians so it, it's just in, incredible all that you're doing. And I know that you are out there and you, you are helping people in wellness and and coaching and you're doing so many things for people out there. So I would actually love for you to just really quickly tell everyone how they can find you because I know you are out there to empower women. Yes. So you can find me at on Instagram at Lala hurdles too. Um, you can find me, LaVon Idolette, on LinkedIn. I love to connect with women. I love to connect with women athletes specifically um, and, and help them figure out their next pathways in life because most people don't realize, just like she said, that we are people first and then athletes. Yeah, exactly. And that's 100% right. And I think a lot of people forget that. So, LaVon, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up With Marcy. Thank you so much for having me. Next up, we hear about the pressure that Simone Biles faced from board-certified psychiatrist, Dr. Jeffrey Lieberman. Hello, Dr. Lieberman. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Well, it's wonderful to have you on and talk about, well, this incredible story that just broke about Simone. And I just thought it was so important to talk about mental health and where she was at. So thank you for coming on. Well, you're welcome. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a year, you know, beginning with COVID and then the social and racial unrest and the political turmoil and then the Olympics, and now this, um, and uh, I know. it's, I won't say this is a bad development, uh, but it certainly was a, a shocking development. Um, and ostensibly, it's because mentally, she just didn't feel like she was in the right frame of mind to be able to compete at her best. And um, mm-hmm. even if there was nothing in terms of a mental illness or anything that was truly uh, pathologic involved. It was just the combination of things which uh, made her <clears throat> feel that uh, this wasn't the best time for her. Um, it was a prudent thing to do because of the fact that uh, one, in gymnastics above almost all the sports, um, if you're not on your game, you risk serious injury. Uh, and well, that's what she was saying. That's what she was saying, that she she did not feel that she was at the top of her game, that she could have a serious injury. And, you know, even several months ago when she was on 60 Minutes, you know, she was expressing that she was not 
feeling that she would be able to be mentally prepared because it was postponed from COVID. She had trained for the year. She had mentally prepared. And then there was the break, right? They had seven weeks off. She was going to pull out then. And then her coach had said, you know, don't give it all up. So even when she decided to go back, what do you think, like the, the mental state that you've got to be in to head into something like the Olympics? Exactly. But well, I think what prompted it really is two things. Um, the thing that most people sort of assumed when they read the headline or heard the uh, news was that like Naomi Osaka previously and like Serena Williams had uh, described earlier, um, that there was some mental factor that was uh, really making her uh, limited in terms of what she felt she could do, either with depression, anxiety, something. I'm not even going to speculate that. And right. assuming that uh, at the very least, there was a lot of pressure and stress. You know, she was the greatest gymnast in the history of the sport. Um, she had won and every expected her to repeat and lead the team. Um, she had gone through this horrific past year like everybody did. But then, as you point out, when the Olympics were postponed, decided she was going to pack it in, but then uh, was persuaded to uh, uh, come back and, and to compete. But then she has to go to Japan and try and compete right. under these very artificial circumstances, no fans, COVID mm -hmm. testing. Uh, and um, so all these things additively would have clearly you know, distressed her and made it difficult. But I think the other component is really notable. Said she decided to take control. She decided to say, uh, I'm not just a performer who's going to go out and compete and do my best, win for the country and add to the Olympics. I have to look out for myself. And yeah, over the past number of years, and particularly in terms of sports, including Olympic uh, gymnastic sports, um, there's been an erosion of confidence that we have an institutional authority. We think of institutional authorities like parents are going to take care of us, but we've seen time and time where they failed. And in her case, it was, she's the last gymnast competing who was abused by Larry Nasser, the team doctor. So she said, I can't rely on that. I'm going to look out for myself. And I think she made the right choice. I think she did. But I also want to talk about that, Dr. Lieberman. I mean, that just came out. So she is now facing that head on also. And she also expressed such fear of COVID. So you, know, she, you were talking about being in this environment. She has the fear of COVID. She's trying to be mentally on her game and the pressure from the United States, everyone watching her as you know the number one athlete in gymnastics. And then also what she had to cope with going into the Olympics. I mean, that once you put that out there, now you have to start the whole healing process. So really, and mentally, I, I can't imagine uh, that she could have been at the top of her game. But like you said, I think it's so important that she looked out for herself. And I think she's teaching a very good lesson to everyone out there that is struggling with mental health. So what do you think that this could teach us? Well, you know, for a 24 year old person who's been really just uh, completely devoted to the sport throughout her, her childhood and her adolescence, it shows great maturity and judgment. 
Um, I don't think this could have happened 10, 15, 20 years ago because uh, athletes, entertainers um, who, you know, by definition had to have devoted themselves to something at the deprivation of a normal upbringing um, wouldn't have had the kind of self-confidence and the empowerment of taking a decision like this in defiance of institutional authority and, and public expectation. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she did uh, showed the fact that she was able to understand the issues, what was really in her best interest, but not doing it in a way that was, you know, selfish or, or, you know, not fulfilling a national obligation. She, she made a prudent judgment, but at the same time, I think what you're getting at Marcy also is that this isn't the end of the game. I mean, she's going to have to face a difficult process of recovery because she's now going to go yeah. home, hasn't competed in the Olympics, facing a collective range of opinions about, you know, how she did or didn't fulfill what was expected of her and then decide, you know, well, you know, what's my second act in life? Exactly. Well, I, I think she is someone that is going to be a role model. She already was a role model, but a role model in a different way. And I think it's incredible what she has done. And one of the things that she posted on Instagram is that she always had a smile on her face, no matter what. So she was hiding behind that smile. And, and we didn't really realize what she was going through. Mm -hmm. So do you have any final thoughts on this, Dr. Lieberman? Well, she was learned to be uh, not just a great athlete, but an entertainer also. And she had to be a, a, a public personality because she was so celebrated. Um, but at the same time, she realized that, you know, what am I doing going to Japan and competing under these circumstances at risk to my reputation and also my, my health? Uh, I'm doing it because, one, the Olympics wants to be a quadrennial event. Two, Japan's put all this money into it and didn't want to delay it further. And there's all these revenues saying, but, you know, I, I'm, that's not in my best interest. That's in others' best interest. And um, when I heard about right. her uh, pulling out or withdrawing from the competition because of, you know, the associated psychological issues, I sent out a tweet saying, bravo, we applaud, you know, you're taking control of your life. Um, it's something we've been seeing women, particularly women of uh, uh, color or ethnic minority groups doing yeah. more lately. Um, and if we can be of any assistance, we being Columbia Psychiatry to help you in your process of dealing with it, uh, let's let us know. But, uh, you know, I think she is going to be a role model and she's articulate. She's personable. She has a great life ahead of her. And if she didn't do anything else in gymnastics, she's already the greatest of all time. She absolutely is. And she has also opened up the conversation about mental health, which is so vital. So I agree with you. Bravo, Simone. So thank you so much for coming on Wake Up with Marcy, Dr. Lieberman, and sharing such incredible advice. You're welcome, Marcy. Next up, we talk more about this subject with sports analyst Eric Mitchell. Hello, Eric. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thanks for having me. So I love what we're going to talk about. And I want to thank you for coming on and, and speaking about role models, Simone Biles, and the expectations of the fans. 
So I want to first touch on uh, role models being human. And is it possible for us to see them as that, uh, you know, especially with what's just happened with Simone Biles? You know, you know, Marcy, that's a great question. And it's interesting. We've all grown up. We think about role models. We think of that famous Nike or Gatorade campaign would be like Mike. Mike Michael Jordan, I think for many folks has been a role model for a long, long time. Uh, it was one of mine. And I, it, we're in a different place now where folks didn't talk about what was going on in their personal life, whether they had struggles. Yeah. Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers was probably one of the first any kind of professional player to go, look, I have a mental disorder. Sometimes it affects me. Mm -hmm. Seeing this come out in the Olympic games, it didn't surprise me. She's under so much pressure to perform at the highest level and to imagine being ready to go last year and then yep. wait months to go again. It's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of hype and it's a lot for someone young, old, and it's good. I think this is a positive thing because it lets the younger generation and everyone else see that, look, they are human. They're not these superheroes that we put them on this pedestal that we just naturally do that because we're like, they're that's, incredible. That's, that's so true. And, you know, let's talk about putting our, our heroes uh, on that level that's hard for them to maintain. And, and you know, listen, Simone, she she has put won so many medals. I mean, she's broken records. I mean, she is a true idol and she has definitely been a superhero in this sport. But, you know, now what is the expectation of her leaving this? I, I mean, it, we leave it the same way as we look at Naomi, who's dealing with the same thing in tennis. Being an incredible superstar expected to perform at the highest levels, you are going to have bad games. You are going to have bad sessions. You see it in the pool at the very Olympics with Katie Lindecki not winning the race that she was supposed to win. It's a mental challenge, and this is still a sport. So looking at our heroes, it's the same way as you look at any hero. Not everybody has great days. They're not 100% sunshine, and we're just all dancing around. Yeah. It's normal, even in an right. athlete, even in Tom Brady. Tom Brady, they asked him once, you threw five interceptions in this game. How did that feel? He says, I forgot about each one of them and went back out and we still won the game. That's right. the, the everybody handles that different. And you've probably seen that, Marcy, right? Every, there's a lot yeah. of criticism on one side going, oh, she's, she's expected to perform and how dare she show her human side. And it's good to see that Twitter reacted exactly to the person who is enticing this on social we accept this. This shows that you're normal and you want to see that. It makes us actually more attached to I think I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I feel even more attached to her at this point. And the reality is, I mean, she expressed on 60 Minutes that she was terrified. Her biggest fear was COVID. Now she's in Japan and you know, there's no fans and her family's not there and the testing that's going on and, and who knows the, the, all of the protocols. And then also having to, to mentally maintain, you know, to prepare again, right? And then also just sharing that she too was sexually abused. So that's a lot of pressure, uh, a lot to deal with mentally. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about the expectations again on the, on these athletes and what what we would think if they had a bad day you know like Simone had a bad day she's had a lot of bad days like why aren't they allowed to have good and bad days and we every day wake up going 
you know, how am I going to smile today? You know, Marcy, that's a great question. And I always think back, we all were raised on the Mamba mentality. We've heard that for years now, the Mamba mentality. WNBA star Sabrina Inescu is always talking about that. Same with Joel Sewell on the Seattle, uh, the Sonics. That's not the team there anymore. But on the Seattle Storm, they talk about this Mamba mentality, but still having to deal with outside issues, the everyday issues that all of these folks deal with. We never got to see Kobe talk about what he went through, but now Vanessa has talked about Kobe had good and bad days. So putting Simone on this pedal stool of how dare she have a bad day, a bad game. It's funny how 24 hours before we all quickly forgot that the U S was a 14 favorite, you know, 14 point favorite to beat France with our best NBA players on the court. And they got beat and everybody went after Damian Lillard for missing a shot and Kevin Durant. It's funny how we go, Oh, like, Oh no, no, those guys, it's okay if they do it, but our our gymnast, she has to perform. She's performing under even more when you talk about her. the person who sexually attacked her is getting more airtime than she is and is almost portrayed as, oh, he was victimized by the media. And now she's being either, either you support this or you don't. And it's funny mm-hmm. how we're just treating, we're so mean to people for being yes. human. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, and I, it's hard when you're a parent, I'm a father, I'm a girl dad. And I talked to both my yeah. girls with this, this pressure of they want to perform. I'm an athlete and I was in the military. We want to perform, but yeah. sometimes we have bad days. Absolutely. And, and I think that showing that we're human, starting these conversations, there's going to be critics on both sides. But I'm telling you, I think this is an incredible lesson for the younger generation and even the parents. Oh, so I, I, I just want to thank you, Eric, so much. I, I, and, you know, what what do you think about that? I, I agree. I think if you look at it, I think what this is going to cause is more of a movement of athletes becoming athletes and celebrities and those folks coming forward and talking about their mental disorders and the things that happen in their life as this is normal to them. So what we saw with Simone, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Kevin Love was one of the first ones. He went through a round of extreme criticism Now we're seeing it with another Remember, Michael Phelps went through the same exact thing and he's got a ton of rings and he's an an excellent announcer. So I think the future, this is something good for parents to sit down with their children with. And I think this is something good for coaches to sit down with their young athletes with. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on Wake Up With Marcy. Truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Wow, guys, that was an incredible show. I just loved that we could talk about mental health and Simone Biles. And I know I'm going to sit down with my daughter this evening and have this conversation. I also want to let you guys know that we are going to be focusing on back to school all during August from organization to mental health after COVID and now with the Delta variant and going back into school. So I hope you guys have an amazing week kind to yourself, be kind to others, and I'll see you next Saturday. Wake Up With Marcy is sponsored by True Serenity Tea, which is a monthly subscription box that delivers award-winning loose-leaf teas from around the globe to your doorsteps. Check out trueserenitytea.com to order your subscription box.